Welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today will be part two of our discussion on the speed of masonry, go, the speed of going through the chairs. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we're going to be discussing the speed of going through the chairs, the officer positions of masonry. So we have with us today, Worshipful Brothers Stephen Chung and Jared Dunham, who are master masons up in the, the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and Yukon, and myself and David Colbeth, we are master masons in the great state of Washington, where we are um, well, no, I was going where I was going with that. But we're something. We're great guys. That's what we are. But the um, we are continuing our discussion today on the the speed of masonry, as we're calling the series. And last time we discussed the the speed of going through the degrees, and today we're going to do a little discussion of the speed of going through the chairs of masonry, which are sort of a shorthand for the officer positions, uh, which in I guess can be anywhere from I guess a dozen or so to more positions, some of which are. Well, that's a whole different progressive line is a whole different topic, but the, I guess it's wrapped up in this. Oh, no, no. It's, it's integrated. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So in some lodges, you, you start as whatever junior steward and you work your way through all 12 chairs and in other lodges, it's, it's, uh, the elected positions, etc. But, uh, I know personally, I've seen guys go directly into the East after having been a master Mason for about a year. Um, not in my lodge, thankfully, but, uh, in, in, in lodges in this, in this area, and I've seen it, um, I, when I joined, I sort of did the opposite where I was junior steward and I, I went through most of the chairs on my way to master of the lodge. Um, so that said, I guess I, I alluded to earlier the, uh, in the last episode, the, the warm bodies problem, as I like to call it, where we get, we, we need to fill a line of people at the very least, you need five elected officers or four, maybe four elected officers, and you need somebody to fill those chairs and look, we've got a new guy over here. Be, and I think that's where a lot of that starts. But oops, yes. before we jump in there, though, I know this is Jared's question originally, and I want you to answer that question or you know, how we want to start that. But I want to know, is there is there a chair? If you had to pick a chair, what is the, bo the bottom of the line for your chair in your lodge? Junior Stewart. Inner guard. Hi, Nancy. Uh, interesting because I, the, well, the reason I say junior steward is because there's no memory work and you can just sit, but then as, as I pointed out in the last episode up here in BC, <clears throat> you don't have to have gone through your third degree to be a steward. So the junior and the senior steward are usually positions held by entered apprentices and fellow crafts so that they can sit in lodge and have oh. a chair. So your other like marshal or chaplain or other ancillary positions don't, they aren't, wouldn't, you wouldn't consider them part of a possible progressive line no 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 so if you had well, 50 guys waiting to get in line where would you, you wouldn't start them off as chaplain or marshal just to get them in the spot and then say hey tag team with your stewards so if they're gone and you're gone whatever you can tag team but then 
if I have, if I have 50 guys in line waiting to waiting to be at a lodge, I'm forming a new lodge because that's too many people in lodge waiting to get through the chair. Great answer. Great answer. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, the, the lodge, my father's lodge that I joined, I started going through the chairs as chaplain. That was their first chair. Because you sat as you sat as chaplain and then then went through words. Yeah, and in Prince Charles Lodge <clears throat> starts as the inner guard, then the junior deacon, senior deacon, and then um, junior warden, senior warden, and worshipful master. How about you, Matt? When when I joined Robert Burns, it was steward, steward, marshal, chaplain, deacon, deacon. Oh, really? So that was that was the usual order people went through the chairs. Then somewhere along the line, it became we found this guy who all he wanted to be was chaplain. And so he became the perma chaplain. And then it all went to heck after that. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know when it changed uh, or, or how long it had been that way in our lodge. But um, we have a, a permanent chaplain as well. And it, and it's it was the only um not the only chair, but it was one of the few chairs that that didn't uh, usually get rotated. And um, this fellow, having had a stroke, couldn't really do memory work. Um, and so, at least for being the chaplain, he can read it from the, direct from the Bible, <laughs> right? And and our prayers are in there, right? So he's got a sheet in there, and he can just read it from there, right? Um, so it's kind of handy to have a few of those chairs that aren't part of a progressive line. I've always, for at least in my opinion, I've always felt that the lot, your, the chairs that you progress through should be progressively more work in lodge so that you're not overwhelmed and things like mm, Marshall, that's our director of ceremonies. Is that, sure. I'm trying to, I don't think we have Marshall. In well, what does your Marshall do? Uh, he sits the, chaplain. the chaplain and walks him around. He's supposed to lead all processions of the craft, like for like yeah, parades or like third degree um, ritual and that sort of stuff. Carries the flag. Yeah. Carries the flag. Bring, um, post, post the flag. But yeah, but like, so if you, as you progress, as you go through the degrees and stuff and the ritual, each chair has progressively more and more work both in opening and closing the lodge, but also through the degrees. So that if you put, I'd like Stephen said, I think starting with inner guard has the least, has a little bit of memory work that, you know, and then you go into junior deacon that has a little bit of ritual work and then so on and so on and stuff. So we're at like, I mean, do you guys even, do you guys have organists? We have uh, a slot for musician, but it's a lot of lodges don't have one. Yeah. Um, I will say I, my, my personal opinion is that there's, but by the time you get to deacon, so junior deacon, senior deacon, and then obviously wardens and master, that's kind of the, the real line. <laughs> that's kind of to, to, to say something that I really shouldn't say. So that's kind of the, that's where things get really serious, right? You've got a lot, a fair amount of ritual work to do. You've got a fair, you've made a commitment at that point. And when you're junior deacon, you can sort of see, hey, in a couple of years, I'm going to need to be elected to something. And, and it gets serious there. Whereas if you're junior steward and you don't progress to senior steward, and no one's going to feel feel that you've failed in some way or whatever. Right. Whereas if you're a senior warden and you don't step up to master, everyone's going to go, eh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> well, it, 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 well, and then there's that, you know, thing called the curse of the senior deacon, 
um, we have this thing that we call the curse of the senior deacon. Seems every year, you know, the senior deacon doesn't want to progress forward. Then you've got to fill a, a hole in the line, as per se. And in this case, we would be filling a hole as the junior warden. So then are you taking the junior deacon and skipping him past the senior deacon into the junior warden spot? Shouldn't, right? But it happens. Well, no, but you should, it, never, it, you should it, never skip a chair at that level. It, it, you should never, right? But membership. Now, you, you, now you, you're sitting there looking at fresh meat. You got one entered apprentice or one new master mason. But, you know, you can't really parachute him up there, right? You, you know, it should be progressive, right? Um, Where's your junior past master? Well, then there's, there's a matter of... Oh, well, he's senior warden, master. wait. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, they needed but where's your junior, junior past master? Oh, he's the worst of master. <laughs> yeah, they needed the curse of the senior deacon last year, so hence why I'm the junior yeah. warden. But, right? but this but, is obviously... Sorry. This this goes to speak to skipping chairs and the benefits or detriments involved with that. Um, I was the was the senior deacon, and the junior warden um, had to move out of town for work, right? And so. Uh, when it came time to for the uh, next installation, which was just around the corner, I thought, oh, I guess if there's no junior warden, I'll be going into the senior warden's chair, right? Well, there was some past masters that didn't want to see me skip the junior warden's chair. So they were all against somebody skipping that chair. And being a little bit arrogant in that, and maybe a little naive, I couldn't understand this. It frustrated me. Why? I participate. I'm good at my ritual. I'm, I'm, a, I'm very active, Mason. What, why shouldn't I be able to skip that chair and, and go into the senior warden's chair like so many before me have, Right. They put a past master in the senior warden's chair so that I could still experience my year as junior warden. And at first, I was resentful of that. I was, I was, I was a little put off. I was, do they not believe in me? Do they not, you know, have I not proved myself enough? You know, I, 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 I I started to question myself on, on those things. And it wasn't until I went in as worshipful master and had to sit there and know what to expect from my officers, right, that I got it. I clued into why, you know, how, how can you, um, you, as a worshipful master, if you skip those chairs, you don't know the, the duties and responsibilities um, involved in serving the lodge and that office for that year. So how can how do you know what to expect from a guy 
sitting in that chair if you've never sat in that chair before, right? And had that experience. So then I finally got it, right? You know, it was a couple of years process for me to clue into that. But um, <clears throat> I got it. You don't skip the chairs because you need to learn what's there so that you, it, it helps prepare you actually in the long run to be that worshipful master and to be able to run the lodge um, efficiently. Um, and so, you know, that was, that was my personal experience, the positive and negative with that. Um, and so I, I don't know, I get it as per se, I get it. Everybody Everybody else. Else no one wants to go first. Well, who's, who's gonna who's gonna argue with that? That's the right? whole point. You know, is that we're right? supposed to experience lodge and rushing through the chairs diminishes that experience. Right. You know, um, and when you parachute somebody through, I think you we are doing them a disservice, right? Um I understand why we do it sometimes because we just don't have the membership. But then maybe we should be looking at, 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 you know, different things. Maybe we don't look at, uh, if we don't, lodges that don't have that kind of membership, maybe they shouldn't have an annual installation. Maybe they shouldn't, maybe they should uh, switch it to a two-year term until they get their membership up, right? Um, things like that. There's other things you can do rather than parachuting people through, right? Well, there's there's an article that I read in preparation for this discussion, and it talked ex specifically about the progressive line in that it related to a corporation. Right? If you were the president or CEO of a company and you were doing a great job, and then they said at the end of the year, oh, hey, thanks. See you later. <laughs> the company would never do that, right? If, if a guy's doing really great at the role and the lodge wants him to stay and he wants to stay, why wouldn't, why shouldn't you let him stay? And so, but unfortunately, because it's become this idea of a progressive line, then all the members below him are thinking, well, wait, why can't I be the master? You know, right. You know, and, but then again, I think maybe that's the, maybe that's a, I don't want to say competition. That's not a great way to word it, but the idea of, yeah, I, what, what do I need to do to be able to be master? Or what do I need to be able to do to be senior warden? Because he has a specific, maybe I don't ever want to be master, but I want to be the vice president, you know, senior warden or junior vice president as the the senior warden, whatever, you know, but what, what if you, some people are better at a supporting role and not as lead actor. <laughs> That's very true. It's very true. And so, uh, you know, it's interesting because when I went to Cuba, and, and I, I heard something in Spanish and I was trying to translate and I was sitting with the guy next to me and he was translating. I said, did I hear right? Has he, is this his 10th year as worshipful master, right? Nobody's ever run against this guy because he's so damn good at his memory work, right? And he's, uh, he, he does a bang up job. He, he totally dedicates himself to the lodge, right? <clears throat> and so nobody's, no, nobody would even think to challenge this guy. And it's like every chair 
is up for election every year. It's not progressive. So if you only wanted to be a junior warden or a senior warden, you could just go there and actually year after year run for that posting, right? And it's kind of different to think, well, so many members in the lodge that there's no progression and you can have a whole new line of officers every year the way they work. It's pretty cool. If you go back a couple episodes, we were talking with very worshipful Zay McCune about the Andrew Hammer's book and the, he, we were, we were highlighting the eight steps to excellence that he summarized. And number four, I just looked it up again, was the selection advancement of officers should be by merit alone. Mm-hmm. We talked about that pretty extensively, but yeah, the guy should be qualified. What, you know, should there be a job description written for each station and you need to have, you know, maybe, you know, if you were to go to a, if you were to go to a company and say, I want this role. Okay. Well, do you have a bachelor's degree in this part? And do you have this? certification and do you have this experience and so maybe as master you should be able to have yeah i've got my proficiency and my third degree proficiency okay check oh yeah i've got three years of experience okay check i've got my in our standard you know in our jurisdiction we call it proficiency in lodge management where it's a you know all the work opening closing soup to nuts everything in between and you know how to go find answers in the constitution or our, our code and you know how to lodge officer's handbook, which is a guide to tell you how to operate or how to act or how to, like you were talking about earlier, Jared, the conduct in lodge. Some of that's in, while we don't have any, I call it stage direction or little stage direction or standard work there. And there's no common, there, there's no standard work for floor work. The lodge officer's handbook gives you a guide here. If you don't know what else to do, do this. If you're not sure what to do, do this. So if a guy said, yeah, I, I've taken the test in Lodge Officer's Handbook, and I have my proficiency in lodge management. Check, 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 check. Okay, you qualify to run for being master. Well, and that's why you go through all the chairs. <laughs> is that that? Well, that no, because yeah, that yes. time in lodge gives you the experience. Because each, as I've said, each chair has progressively more ritual work and stuff to have to do so you it's not my, my my concern is always with people who skip chairs specifically on their way to, and be, all of a sudden become master who haven't had to go through the effort of memorizing a little bit more memory work than the previous office and then they're in the chair what what really par- freaks me out is people they go into the east and they they do a good job and figure that they know how they're that they know they under they understand how Freemasonry works and are they get a false sense of their capabilities because it's never been truly tested in lodge in any other chair. So yeah. loaded question. I, I have my own opinion. What what do we all think the role of a past master is? Other than being quiet. Huh. Wait, wait. <laughs> are, are you being the immediate? Because are you talking immediate past master or a past master? Um, I, well, see, now you may have a specific role for immediate past master, which we don't. Ours, right. ours jokingly becomes the Tyler. There's theories about that. I think it's a silly, right. a he, silly process. He, but yeah. the, the theory is that, oh, he knows everybody. He's been traveling. So he should be the door, ga- door guard so he can right. identify people that come. But really, they say, what they really say is keep him outside so he can't interrupt which I think is a huge waste of the talent. Well, 
probably a huge waste of talent. <laughs> up, up, up here in British Columbia, we have an the, the office you get right after being past master is you are immediate past master and you sit on the left of the sitting worshipful master and your job is to guide him and help him with any issues that he has being worshipful master. Then after a year, you get to go be Tyler because you're sick and tired of sitting in lodge and you want some peace and quiet. So uh, any past master, what would you consider their role to be? What's their job as a past master? Their, their job as a past master is to, is to whisper quiet counsel into the master's ear and not interrupt lodge whenever they feel that something's being done, not the way they think it should be done. No, no, no. That That's the job of the immediate past master to whisper good counsel in the ear of the current master counsel or uh, worshipful master. Um the job of a past master is to lend assistance to Lodge in whatever manner is required within the, the his ability. So there again. Oh, sorry, Matt. You, you have that. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that. Um, so going along with my theory that the the deacons are where where things can really start to get serious. The um, one of the things we try to inculcate around here, which doesn't always take, is to. Um, that as master, you appoint your junior deacon. And so when you're no longer master, it is still your job to mentor that person for the next, whatever it is, four years, three years to, as they progress through the chairs that you were, you're acting as his mentor, even though technically you're not the master anymore in order to keep that person on track and, and along with what they need to do. Interesting. So it's not the person above them necessarily that's coaching down. It's which which should happen anyway, probably. But it's that master that points the appoints the lowest chair, if you will. Ideally, I, like, I, I mean, like on idea. some level, it's kind of your fault that that person's there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's that's not the right way to phrase it. But it's we try yeah. to, you know, keep that relationship going, and that way, you know, you're invested in that person for the next few years. It's not, and like I said, it doesn't always go that way. But sure, we try. No, I like I like that idea. I mean, it, we of course try to work with each other. The 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 line officers, assuming everybody's going to advance, that say, "Hey, I, I'm going to appoint this junior steward. Are you okay with that? Because he's going to be your junior warden or whatever." Or, you know. That, so yeah, we. But I like that idea of tying them in as a mentor for that chair, in addition to the teaching down concept. So I, I again, my loaded question was. Uh, what's the role of the past master? And I, I, I appreciate Jared's idea. And yes, you, you, because you have a unique role, a unique station for the immediate past master, I can see that you know, what I was leaning towards was more what Steve was talking about, that the role of a past master, I think is exactly that to fulfill the needs of the lodge in whatever need is required as far as their cable to, as far as their necessities require and his ability permits. Right. So if that senior deacon says, ah, I'm out of here, either by his own volition or work changes, or he was hoodwinked <laughs> into that station to begin with, there's now a hole. Well, the some past master should automatically, and there should be three or four guys say, yeah, I'll do it. Or, you know, how many ever past masters you have? It shouldn't be well, who's, you know, who's going to draw the short straw here. The past master should automatically say, yep, I'll do it. And then he should, if there's a progressive line should continue. Now, if you get a new guy that's in and you know, that's, he checks all the boxes. He's been a leader in some organization or whatever. He, he has the education and experience, or maybe he came from another lodge and 
he's been a past master, well, maybe not a past master, but he's maybe he was senior warden at his other lodge. Yes, he has to learn the culture of the lodge, but he's already got the ability, most likely, and the knowledge and the experience. And so could he be a junior warden or senior warden? Maybe. Yeah, when I was junior steward, I came in junior steward. They did install the junior deacon. So for four months, I looked over at the empty chair and thought, why aren't they putting me there? Because <laughs> somebody kept filling in and they were screwing up the lines. <laughs> and I already knew the lines because yeah. like Jared said, there was no lines. So I just sat there and looked at everybody and thought, well, I can memorize that. Yeah. So, and so I was in my mind reading lines. I thought, well, why is he, they're letting him screw up. I can do that. Just as I can screw up just as bad as he can. And so eventually I was able to pro tem the last four months or five months as junior steward and then continued on. But it was just interesting to think that I, in theory, if the process had been, and there was a past master ahead of me. So in the theory, they would have advanced him and you know, I would have been way down the line. But if somebody comes in and they have the ability to advance, not just proficiency ability, ability, I think is multiple things, not just the ability to memorize something, but ability to conduct themselves in a manner and the hunger to learn. And the, if there, somebody's asking a lot of questions, I, we talked a little bit in the blue room about the Bill P horn and Bill Miller, <clears throat> past grand master and past sovereign grand inspector general of the state of Washington for Scottish right. Uh, anyway, I remember one time I was actually in Vancouver at the national, the uh, conference of grand masters conference of grand masters. Thank you. And <laughs> we were going up the elevator and Bill turned to me and said, you ask a lot of questions. <laughs> and I thought, well, I guess that's a compliment. You know, you, Bill's the kind of guy that doesn't break. You never want to play poker with him because you don't know what he's going to say next or not say next. And, <laughs> and when he turned to me and said, well, you ask a lot of questions. I thought, okay, I think that's a good thing. I, think, <laughs> I just want, I like to know things. I like to know what's going on and what, why is this, that, and why, why does that work? And how does that work? And why do we do this? And why do we do that? A lot of times they don't, people don't know the answers, but they make yeah. it up. Well, and, you know, like there's another progression in our lodge. So um, you go from being worshipful master to being the immediate past master. And that chair is yours by right. It's not by the lodge. It's not for the lodge to bestow on you or anything. It's yours by right by having to served your year as, as worshipful master. Following that, from there, they typically go into or we, we put them into the director of ceremonies role um, because now they can take all that years of, of experience and knowledge and uh, conduct the important ceremonies. The director of ceremonies is in charge of um, all the processions in lodge, the, the greeting of the grandmaster on the official visit, the district deputy grandmaster on their official visit, et cetera. Right. Um, so, you know, they, they go to there and then usually from there, they just hang around as it has been until they get asked to fill in as the junior warden and go through the chairs again, right? And, you know, I, I managed to avoid that for so long. There was enough past masters ahead of me that were still around Lodge to, to keep doing those roles um, uh, until this past year. And or the you know 2019, I had to go in as junior warden to fill that uh, that hole, right? Um, but I do so happily as a past master, willing to fill in whatever chair needs to be filled in, right? So, just for argument's sake, you're in a lodge, and 
oh, the, the curse of the senior deacon strikes and, and that person doesn't want to advance the junior warden or the junior warden doesn't advance or whatever. So you have a hole and, and there's, there's not a, there's not a Steve to, to fill the gap. Do, do you suck up, suck, move the next person up like an extra chair? Do you, do you just say, well, you know what, this isn't working and close the lodge? Or what's the. Well, if you're, if you're me, I sit in the senior deacon's chair. Cause that's my, that's my favorite chair, but normal, at least it's been my experience in lodge that there is always a past master out there who can fill in the chair. Even if it's not, and we, we had this issue in Headley was even if they're not a member of your lodge, we had, we actually, we have a gentleman in our district that I lovingly refer to as our district senior deacon, because if you, you, you go to a lodge and he's usually filling in for the senior deacon or the junior deacon or something, um, because a lodge is missing members for that night or some, or for some other reason, but at least it's been my experience in at least in our district is that if if there isn't a past master from your lodge who knows the work who will fill in there's a past master from a lodge who will sit in and fill that chair for at least that night or however long you ask them to do it yeah well you see you have to have your three principal officers so if we have no choice we will progress somebody into the chair of junior warden in a situation where there's not the membership in the lodge. Um, it's unfortunate to see sometimes because, um, you know, they, they miss uh, one of the most crucial chair, in my opinion, is the senior deacon's chair. And um, they miss the, the guy who misses um, the experience of that chair is really missing a lot in this preparation to be, properly prepared to be the worshipful master of that lodge. So I, I, I really want to ask a question about, has there, ever, has there been anybody that's ever been elected out, out of the line? You know, has anybody ever run for a station, <clears throat> more than one person run for the station? Or, and if there hasn't been, is it because there's an assumption of a, a progressive line? And then secondly, if a guy isn't, maybe he needs some help and he, he needs to come out of his shell. Is the process part of the process of the progressive line to assist him in allowing him to develop that public speaking and leadership role and, and development of a man into as a Mason? And, and then is it our job to help mentor him? And so there are there other pieces of that cog that that either developed the progressive, you know, why did the progressive line, where did it come from? Is it because there's just so many guys and you just had to push them through or is it, and, and, or because there's this assumption of progressive line, could we, and are we now starting to use it as a tool, you know, or could it become a better tool that, Hey, yeah, there's a progressive line, but the idea is that we're going to be there step, lockstep with you, help you through the process. We say we are, right? There are a lot of say, oh, we'll be, we're going to be there to help you, and then they're not. You're up there by yourself. But could it become more of a lockstep? Hey, yeah, we're going to be there. Like Matt was referring, the master is going out. He's going to work with the junior stu stu steward, work with him all the way through, and he's going to coach him up, get him, get him ready for opening closing and for the leadership roles and for mentorship and teach him how to be a leader, teach him that. So I'm, I'm already rambling on here, but, <laughs> but there's, I think there's more potentially more to this, but I'm also willing to give it up and let everybody think on their own. 
Well, there is so much more to it. There is, there is part of the mentorship program that addresses that. There are each lodge, uh, there should be a, a lodge officer's coach. There's um, several so different if we're, if we're going to talk about this, we should break and go to another segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, on well, that note. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think if you're going to talk like that, then I guess we better uh, break and go to another segment. Um, so. Uh, with that, on behalf of uh, Stephen and Jared and myself and David, uh, thank you all for listening to the show. And it sounds like next episode will be uh, The Speed of Masonry and part three. So thank you all for listening. We look forward to talking to you again. Goodbye. <laughs>